0: That's actually a a big pet peeve of mine when people are like rude to like Alexa or
1: (laughs) other robots. But when the singularity comes, they're not gonna be nice to us. So
0: (laughs) they're gonna remember. They're gonna exploit our
1: niceness. No, they're gonna exploit our niceness and use it against us. So
0: (laughs) they're gonna remember every time I said please and thank you when I asked them to do something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well Alexa specifically is like an enemy spy in your home.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Trying to find your consumer habits out. Got to be careful with that one. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good place to start. This is Rock Hard Caucus episode 63, (laughs) I think. (laughs) And the first order of business, I think, we need to officially welcome Stella Hart as the newest official ranking member of the Rock Hard Caucus.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, quality has been achieved. <laughs> the final glass ceiling has been shattered.
2: <laughs> Ladies, watch out. There's glass all over the floor. <laughs> or whatever that Kamala Harris meme is. <laughs>
0: yeah. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, how does it feel, Stella, you instead of being uh just like our most frequent guest, you are now <laughs> <laughs> an official host. Do you uh, feel different?
0: It, um <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like when you turn 18, I suppose. Like you have a lot more privileges. You can you can buy cigarettes and porn, but but you don't feel like you don't feel like you've changed.
2: Right. You know? And you were already smoking and looking at porn before, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly i think that's the most perfect metaphor i've ever made
2: actually. <laughs> that's
1: that's according to the bylaws that's where all of the patreon money goes to
3: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah we've got a lot of uh subscriptions <clears throat> uh, in other news natalie and i were on the eat the rich podcast again if you listen to our show you probably would like listening to that show we were on episode 84 their july 4th special it's
1: awesome
0: yeah you guys did a great job
4: it's so funny
2: thanks i haven't listened to it <laughs> <laughs> natalie i assume you also haven't listened to it
4: i was too nervous because i want to do a good job so badly because i just love them so <laughs> i can't listen to it someone else listened to it and tell me that it's okay
2: <laughs> well still listen to it she liked it so yeah i think we passed that high bar I know that Stella's very hard on us. I'm very (laughs) (laughs) threatening
0: I'm just trying to make you guys better. I'm just trying to...
2: (laughs) Well, while we were on that show, Natalie was talking about amusement parks and regulations of amusement parks and how they are pretty lacking all across this great nation of ours. And as it turns out, the day after that, the day after we recorded that segment about uh, amusement parks... There was a deadly accident at Adventureland, so it was very timely. Uh, I don't have the details of that accident pulled up, but uh, a raft on the raging river flipped over and one like a kid died. So it was yeah. pretty Yeah, intense. and his brother's like in a coma, like medically induced coma, I think still. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so a pretty severe
1: accident.
0: Yeah, absolutely awful. I don't think you guys like talking about it the day before had much of an effect <laughs> of a effect, but but you know like how like a butterfly flaps its wings and then there's a hurricane in Japan or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize that it happened that you guys were on the Eat the Rich yeah. before, and then I like mm-hmm. yeah because I like you were just kind of like oh we got we're on Eat the Rich. And then, yeah, it's amazing that coincidence. Jesus.
0: It really is. And I think people, it's been a huge story on like local news and everything because Adventureland is like an institution in this state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone goes to Adventureland, or has been at one point, for mandatory
2: fun. You have to. You gotta go. Yeah, yes.
1: I'm <laughs> pretty big fan of roller coasters and amusement parks in general ever since I was a kid, and Adventureland was definitely a huge part of that. But yeah, they really fucked this one up really bad. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: So, like I said, I don't have the details of that incident pulled up, but I I think I read that they had just inspected the ride like the day before. Who yes. inspected it, Justin? Uh, I don't know who it was. The, it?
1: the Iowa <laughs> state inspector. His name is like very Italian.
2: It was like Bruno something or other. <laughs> Bruno Laguzziamo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's interesting because there's no requirement that it's the state inspector, so that's interesting. That's surprising, yeah.
1: I think they do like annual inspections before they open the ride for the the season or whatever, something like that. But honestly, I I mean, the amusement park regulations are very like patchwork, and they definitely should be standardized mm-hmm. shit. But where Adventureland really fucked up was on the response to yes. what seems like a freak accident because they had like the emergency gate like like locked off. It took, like, 15 minutes from the time that ambulances got there to actually get to the ride. Mm-hmm. It, and, like, none of the people were on the ride were trained to do CPR. Like, they don't have people watching the ride <laughs> during the, right. the, the length of the entire ride, or, like, at least video cameras that are monitored. Like, the people who called <laughs> the police or the ambulance were, like, people who were setting up fireworks nearby, mm-hmm. who were, were working for the park, but not any sort of, like, park security or anything like that, who you think would be, like, the first to know. Yeah, it's, they, it's they're it's they gonna get sued to, to fucking hell, and they should.
4: That's so interesting, and I, I saw that there were people who, like, they stopped staff members, and they didn't even have mm-hmm. any idea that something had happened, mm-hmm. so there was, like, no cross-park communication yeah absolutely awful i was reading about they interviewed like the family right
0: after it happened and it just sounds like the most terrible traumatic experience you could ever go through right like the ride flipped the watercraft or whatever they were on and then they're stuck in it seat in unable to help each other all you know underwater drowning <laughs> with their with their kids unimaginable how Yeah, it's fucked up fucking traumatic that would be and we might get into it as well but like the family or whatever the folks who were in the raft ahead of them had their cell phone video going on the ride just to like record it and caught what happened to the Mm -hmm. watercraft behind them and then they sent the video to KCRG and KCRG posted it this video of like this Mm. family's this terrible accident and as we know like one of their children didn't survive like and then rightly so, there's a backlash against that. Um, <laughs> so K C R G took it down from their social media, but it's still you can still view the video on their website, right? Is that still uh, the case? Oh well it's
2: it's gone now, but it was it Is was it? still on the website for at least a few hours. <laughs>
4: They are so fucking bad at that. It's so bad. I made the mistake of watching it, and it's just the noises are chilling. Oh god! The KCRG needs to fucking figure out what their so who is
0: posting their social media and like their stories online because this is definitely not the first time they've done something like this. You'd think that there would be some standards or like even like a one pager of like (laughs) what a decision tree of which stuff gets posted. And I remember a few years ago, there was like a judge, I think, in Iowa who got a federal appointment or something like that. And so they were running a story on it. And she had just happened to be a victim of like a violent crime a few years prior. Um, And so when announcing that she had been like appointed to, I think it was a, a federal judge position the entire KCRG article about it was about how she was like attacked when she was running in the park <laughs> oh and like beat up she might have been like sexually assaulted um instead of mentioning that she went to Harvard and that she oh like she <laughs> either worked in the Obama administration or she'd had like some kind of um, professional association with the Obama presidency none of that was mentioned it was all about how she like got the shit beat out of her. So, like, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is there any oversight at KCRG? I pulled up their apology. So they put up this video of a family's tragic accident that resulted in one death, and then everyone got mad and they pulled it down. And here's what they wrote on July 6th. So it was like uh, an hour or two after they had spread the video around and (laughs) showed everyone... After significant feedback, we have removed the viewer video showing the aftermath of the Adventureland accident from our website and Facebook. As I noted in the comments on that post, we want to be as transparent and responsive as possible. Our intent was to help give insight into what happened in an accident that has captured the public's interest and attention and still has several unanswered questions. We tried to balance that with some sensitivity to those involved, but that clearly (laughs) was not enough. We never want to or seek to benefit from the tragedy of others. Oh, <laughs> okay. Does <Is> that sell? So? <laughs> but uh, uh. we so often must cover the worst days of people's lives. It is a balancing act of informing while minimizing harm that we do take very seriously. We never claim to be perfect.
3: <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> part of that is acknowledging when we can do better. Your feedback and response helps us do just that in this case. And that's written by Adam Karos, the KCRG news director. Uh, <laughs> KCRG never seeks to benefit from the tragedy of others, and they're always striving to do better. I think we can all agree.:
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing about the Adventureland thing is uh, the owners, the Krantz family, have been heavy GOP donors. I think they gave something like $75,000 recently to either Kim Reynolds or the Iowa GOP. And they've also been actively lobbying for reducing safety regulations on these <laughs> parks, and especially for the operators, which like Adventureland has its seasonal, right? And so they mm-hmm. have like a big RV park where a lot of their employees that aren't like 16, 16-, 17 year old kids. Are like elderly people who come seasonally, like the kind of people who buy an RV and travel all over the country, all over. Yeah. And also, there was an operator, an elderly operator, or not, I don't know about elderly, but an older man who died in like 2016 on the Raising River, where apparently he, uh, the ride moved when he wasn't expecting it to, based on one of Mm -hmm. the other operators. And then he fell into the ride and the same issue was brought up about like how hard it was to access that particular ride and like oh my it they gosh. didn't apparently
2: learn anything from it so mm-hmm. yeah it's killed two people in the past 5 years uh, that man was 68 i actually do have that information pulled up because as we were saying before we started recording i do have a wikipedia article pulled up <laughs> to talk about <laughs> yeah uh yeah i have just incidents this okay this is the wikipedia article List of incidents at independent amusement parks. <laughs> <laughs> and Adventureland Park of Iowa has its own section here. There's also an Adventureland <laughs> Park in New York. And what I've heard from Natalie is that New York actually does regulate amusement parks.
4: It's it's like extremely safe to go to an amusement park in New York. There's been one injury in like the last 20 years. And no deaths.
2: Well, they do have four incidents listed here at Adventureland in New York. <laughs>
4: Oh, really? <laughs> they do Yeah <laughs> Oh, is that in New York City or in the state?
2: Uh, I think it's it's in East Farmingdale, New York. Is oh, that different? okay. Is the state better than the city? I can't remember what you said.
4: The state's better than the city. Okay. Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, a couple people died in 2005, but we don't. We're not here to talk about New York. <laughs> Fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, I do also have the um, amusement park laws pulled up in front of me for Iowa too. Can you really say that something is an adventure though? Like, call a <laughs> place an adventure
0: land if the threat of like death or disfigurement isn't looming. Right. <laughs> (laughs)
2: What kind of adventure would that be? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say, in, in general, amusement parks are very safe, but there is no, like, standardized reporting or, like, a lot of the... Most of the accidents that happen are, like, freak accidents type situations or like operator error where like the park's Mm -hmm. safety, like the focus should be on like the emergency management response and like the fact that these parks need to be like the laissez-faire approach to safety is unacceptable. But a a lot of the regulations are more just focused on like, are the rides, like are all the screws like tight? basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, there needs to be more oversight for sure. Mm -hmm. So
2: basically roller coasters don't kill people people kill people
0: <laughs> <laughs> where was the good guy with the roller coaster to save- <laughs> I'm just saying it's not called safety land
1: <laughs> oh yeah I mean that's the big part is I mean I love roller coasters every time I go to a park I'm scared before I ride the first one
3: yeah <laughs> yeah you want
2: nervous for sure yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah not death though
2: well, let, let yes. me go through these. They have 7 incidents listed on this Wikipedia article. We can talk briefly about them and how much we love the rise that the accidents occurred on. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe Natalie can fill us in on like the gaps in the regulations that could have caused these accidents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have
4: them in front of me, so I'll, I'll take a look at them.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try to organize these like uh, chronologically. So the oldest one they have listed was august 19th of 1990 and it occurred on sky seats so is that like the ski lift yeah i think so that's not much of a ride
1: I love that one. That one always seems very unsafe, though, when you ride it, because you could like yes, easily. Does. If you were like a s- child, you could slip through the restraints
2: and fall pretty far. Yeah, if you wanted to, you could just jump off. Yeah,
1: that's the ride that my parents always talked about, or at least my dad always talked about smoking weed on. Uh, like he was, <laughs> always thought it was really cool, and he tried to do it when I was there, and I was like, Nah, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, No, <laughs> not right now. <laughs>
2: There's part of that where it takes you over the roof of the um, bumper cars, and I always fantasized about jumping off at that part and <laughs> landing on the roof. But that's still probably like twenty to thirty feet of a drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I never did it.
1: And people like throw their lose their
2: shoes. They got throw their flip flops, and yeah, yeah. yeah, all I did was spit on the roof just because i could
0: <laughs> well it's not it's not the fall that kills you it's going through the roof and then getting hit by a bumper car <laughs>
2: okay so uh this is like actually probably the most gruesome one of these uh, an 18-year-old park employee remained in serious condition at Methodist Medical Center after losing his arm <gasps> when he got it stuck in the ride's mechanism while trying Ugh. to retrieve his cigarette lighter
3: Oh, my god. Shit. oh. <laughs>
2: yeah! Damn,
4: it was just ripped off. Oh my god! Yeah, that that oh. one's
2: really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ!
4: Did he get the lighter back at least? Like, <laughs> oh my no, god! No, it's still attached to his hand. Do you think
2: oh,
0: that's man. associated, like, with a um, like in the federal statistics? That's like a smoking related. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: casualty can you not sew an arm back on
2: well that seems <laughs> tough <laughs> 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 also uh, part of the reason i'm i'm just reading off of wikipedia is that all of the citations for these these old incidents go to like old newspaper archives that i'm not gonna pay for so sure. these are all the details <laughs> we have available to us it's just <laughs> what's here on wikipedia the next one was june 8th of nineteen ninety one. And this happened on the Dragon. Terrible ride. I think it's been shut down. Right? (laughs) They tore it down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was the Dragon the one that uh, has the two loops?
1: Yeah, it's like an old '90s steel roller coaster that has two loops and is actually rougher than any of the wooden roller coasters (laughs) at the park because it's like big, like hard shoulder restraints, and then like you start the ride with like two little bunny hills and they like immediately like just destroy your neck <laughs> you're right <laughs> I, I remember my sucks. neck hurting on
2: that one yeah yeah uh this one doesn't seem quite as bad four riders were injured when the chain lift broke all of them were released from the hospital after treatments of their injuries and the ride was repaired so the chain lift is what uh brings the cars up the big hill yes? oh god
0: yeah. Yeah. so that Broke and then they like went backwards.
2: That I imagine should so, yeah. not
1: happen. That's why it like makes a click clanking sound. Is it's like an anti rollback thing. Mm. So yeah, maybe uh-huh. some regulations on inspections would have made a difference
2: there. Nineteen ninety one was this. So Natalie, was this stuff like deregulated and like it was better at some point, or was it always yes. bad? it was no, better okay
4: before reagan it was it was fine because it was c- regulated under the consumer product safety administration and so the federal government did like national inspections of amusement parks and then during in 1981 They changed it so the federal government, because they argued it wasn't a consumer product because you couldn't buy a roller coaster. (laughs) Which is like a a very, very interesting interpretation of that. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, at that time, if you have a fixed ride, like instead of a moving carnival ride, it would be up to each state. So six six states have no inspections. I'm looking at the Iowa inspections. So um, there's an annual state one. It's annual, and then there's one if you make any big changes. But you can also waive that if you submit a third party inspection, um, where the inspection standards and requirements are equal to those established by Iowa. So you can either self inspect or you can have the state inspector come, which seems like pretty problematic loophole there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but <laughs> i mean honestly the biggest thing protecting you is insurance companies because they're like <sighs> so scared of having to pay out for ride accidents right. that they will yeah. yeah that they will force you to conduct thorough inspections and then people will just send that to the
1: yeah. state but. I- i'll also say that most uh, fixed site amusement park rides are made by like a couple dozen manufacturers and they all have Um, You know, their design safety standards and all of that. And so I'm sure that's part of the thinking is that they can just have people who are trained on these specific types of rides who can go kind of like a lot of I think a lot of the issues like states is they lease other people's inspectors or they take other people's inspectors at their word. Um, When they say that it's passed, because a lot of rides move around a lot, even if they are fixed site, Mm. there's a lot of like loopholes that can be exploited.
4: And I mean, there's no requirement that you run drills or have any kind of like they don't regulate any kind of the like emergency response type stuff. So even if you have rides be inspected and, you know, you say like, you know, these things function, all the pieces are in place, nothing's missing. It's like, okay, but there's no like regulations of emergency response requirements they run drills there's like not very strict requirements for operators like once something has happened it's like really murky as to whether you Mm -hmm. can keep the ride going or not
1: they outsource all the safety decisions to the front of the chain and then they forget about anything that happens afterwards basically
4: right so they go through and they're like well all the screws are in place so that's all we need to worry about Mm -hmm. and then they don't really have like They don't have a plan for investigating accidents afterwards. They don't have a plan for, you know, regulating emergency response, all kinds of stuff that it'd be really nice to have the Consumer Product Safety Administration involved. But um, (laughs) what happened at the state level where Adventureland becomes a big lobbying force happened at the national level too, where amusement park companies successfully argued to the Reagan administration that they should be exempt from safety rules for reasons
2: i'm sure it took a lot of uh convincing (laughs) (laughs) they say
1: well the swiss are good at building amusement park rides we can trust them which is in this case the ride that the raging river rider adventureland is made by intamin which is like a swiss company and a lot of them
2: are based in europe but you say intamin's like the snack cakes (laughs) (laughs) intamin with an i Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Well, while we're on the dragon, here's something that happened uh, just a couple years ago. August 5th, 2018, an employee was struck by a roller coaster car. That sounds pretty scary, but it says he was hospitalized with injuries to his arm. So it probably just nicked him.
1: I think that was like a test ride too, or something. Uh,
2: in this case, the federal government was involved a little bit. The park was fined thirty-seven thousand dollars by OSHA.
1: Oh, so if
4: it's like an o- if it's an employee violation, that's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I yeah. was re- like I said, I think it was a case where it was they were like running the carts empty for the first time of the day, and so they had the guy out probably on like a cat catwalk, mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> Disaster ensued.
4: (laughs) That's interesting. That's like just shows what a like disastrous patchwork it is. So like (laughs) the safety of the... Operators is regulated by OSHA, but there's no regulation of the operators themselves. Necess- it's just interesting. yeah. Right. The, it's the a The c- consumer c-
0: has to put your faith in our heroes, hero- champions of the people, the insurance companies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which just pay you out after something <laughs> horrible <laughs> happens. Yeah.
2: Once an employee is run over by a roller coaster, then OSHA is like, hey, come on. <laughs> 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 Uh, the tornado I don't really remember this one I know I is that still around oh yeah okay is that wood yeah is that like the smaller wooden one
1: no no it's the bigger wooden it's one it's bigger it's like the okay. old yeah the old out and back hilly one
2: okay I know I've been on it I don't remember it well it's fun this one's kind of funny to me July 24th 2006 three people were injured when a piece of wood left over from ride inspections fell onto the car <laughs> in which they were riding <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops.
4: Uh, Why was there just a piece of wood
2: <laughs> See this is a case where The inspection actually caused a problem <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, They were probably replacing Because those wooden roller coasters do require a lot of work Like yeah. the inspections are actually like No joke you know so they end up replacing a lot of, like, boards and stuff. So they must have yeah. had some loose board that
2: they forgot about. Yeah, they forgot a piece. Ugh. Uh, one person was treated at the park's first aid center, so it couldn't have been too serious. Another was taken to a local hospital, and the third left without being hospitalized. So one guy got off totally free. The underground. Uh, what's your opinion of the underground, Evan? <laughs>
1: Uh I don't like themed rides really. I don't really care. I, I just love want the I want G-forces,
2: <laughs> you know.
4: <laughs> I love it. It just goes in a circle. It's yeah. so silly. It is I nice love it. to
1: ride on really a really hot day cuz right, it's exactly. underground and it's there's like mist, it mists you. So it's a good like middle of the day roller coaster or, you know, ride.
4: Have you been recently cuz the animatronics have are just deteriorating <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's been a couple years, but I'm surprised it's still, well, yeah, I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> it seems like no one rides it, honestly.
2: It's boring. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I do like, um, there's like a skeleton prospector or something in there. <laughs> it's It's got some characters.
1: Oh, yeah. Knock off Disney, which is like Adventureland's whole thing. is just knock off mm. Disney, all <laughs> the yeah, theming.
2: Yeah. As somebody who doesn't like to be out in the sun, it is nice to go into the underground for a, a little bit on july 30th 2019 a child's foot became lodged between the ride's vehicle and the loading platform an operator emergency stopped the ride and the park security staff called ems to help get the child off the ride the victim was taken to a local hospital where he was treated for ankle injuries the ride was inspected and found to be operating normally
1: yeah, that's operator should never allow that sort of situation to happen. That's 100% operator error.
2: Does, I'm
0: sorry. How old is the kid? Does it doesn't it say?
2: say here. Although this okay. one was 2019. Maybe I can actually read the article. Yes, KCCI 2019. His name and condition have not been released. Uh, also age. So they don't tell us.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. So they got moral all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If the foot had gotten ripped off, I'm sure they'd have a video <laughs> play-by-play.
3: Of... <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Well, this is KCCI, which is arguably worse than, than KCRG <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. It says that the kid stuck his foot outside of the car, so he was already on it. Uh-oh. It's all the kid's fault on. <laughs>
1: yeah I mean there's there are laws about that. I'm sure Natalie looked into it about like the writer.
4: yep that's a big thing that has been changing in the last couple of years is amusement parks lobbying for rider responsibility laws which places burden for uh, avoiding amusement park accidents on consumers instead of the operators mm-hmm. so a guest in an amusement park is legally obligated to obey the posted rules um so the stuff that they put on the wall about like keeping your hands and feet inside the car at all times and being a certain height and The industry contends that most accidents result from the behavior of the rider, which I'm not sure that's entirely true, but the laws serve to reduce the liability of the owner. So 25 states have patron responsibility laws, which we have. Ours is, like, kind of okay because it doesn't preclude you from suing. (laughs) Because there are some states where if you don't follow all the rules, you're not allowed to sue.
3: (laughs) Really? (laughs) But,
4: yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, in Iowa, even if you don't follow them, you're still allowed to sue. But it puts the responsibility of the rider for reporting injuries. So they need to submit a report in writing to the designee of the operator so like the state or the insurance company or whatever you have to obey all the safety rules you can't exceed the limits of the rider's ability which seems like a pretty pretty nebulous (laughs) requirement
2: their ability to ride a ride
4: (laughs) 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 so um you can't interfere with the safety devices that are provided. No unbuckling safety devices, um, altering the intended speed, course, or direction, putting your arms or legs behind the carrier, throwing, dropping, or expelling an object, um, <laughs> getting off early, and you have to be sure that minors have the permission of the parent or guardian, um, <laughs> oh, God. which seems like... Yeah, yeah. And you have to read all the signs, know the range and limits of a rider's ability, um, hasn't had any alcohol.
2: Oh, none? Zero alcohol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sell it there. Though. Yeah, they
3: do.
0: <laughs> Natalie, um, just out of curiosity, what are the laws like in, oh, to pick two states randomly,
4: Florida and California? <laughs> 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 well, Florida's really interesting because they have um pretty good requirements, but they and they have nash or statewide inspections unless the amusement park has more than a thousand employees. Which ah, is a pretty notable <laughs> in Florida. I think that there are some very specific places that have yeah. done some lobbying. So that includes Disney World, Bush Gardens, and Universal Studios. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Much like copyright law, Disney mm-hmm. just dictates.
4: Let me look up the, the states that don't have any regulations at all. Because there
1: are, like, six of them. Yeah, I think they are states that generally don't really have amusement, like fixed amusement park rides. Mm, that would also, the thing with, like, traveling carnival rides is those things are way sketchier because <laughs> yeah. they're not fucking secured to the ground. Um, so, like, you're way more likely to get injured at
2: those. And they
1: generally yeah. have more strict regulations for them.
2: And they travel on the interstate all the time. And they're always bouncing yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> carnies, you know, you know, the whole deal. Screws are falling out. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So six states with no oversight are Alabama, Mississippi, Montana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Utah. Nevada kind of surprised me.
1: Yeah, I think they do have a couple. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly, but they have at least a couple of rides, I'm sure, somewhere.
2: Yeah, there's got to be a casino with a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: <laughs> Is there a, a roller coaster you can gamble on? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just got a slot machine in front of you in the car. <laughs> um there's some like dueling
1: roller coasters where they run two cars at the same time and see which gets back to the station first. And I assume <laughs> you could bet on them. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: That's a great idea. He just chooses
1: the heavier which one looks heavier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: You can make anything uh, gambling if you try hard enough. Absolutely. <laughs> you just figure out the heavier passengers.
2: <laughs> yeah. You just stare them down trying to like, judge their weight. Make them all very uncomfortable.
4: I wonder if Utah has any Mormon amusement points.
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, what's the Mormon planet? What's <laughs> the Mormon planet? The Mormon planet. Colab? Uh... Yeah, Kolob, it's a star or planet in the book of Abraham.
4: That'd be a great theme, yeah. I want to go
2: to Kolob World, the amusement park. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They've got well, a lot of amusement parks, but none of them appear to be Mormon-themed, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Florida Devastating. has... Florida has, like, Jesus Land or something. Yeah, right?
4: creationist uh, amusement park, where
0: I think they, think they believe that man and dinosaur walked the earth at the same time, and... Uh, have designed the park aesthetic accordingly.
3: <laughs>
4: There's one in Kentucky that right, I have Ken wanted Bone. to go to. Y- yes, I have wanted to go to so bad. <laughs> it's seven hours and it's like one hour too long. If That's it was like museum. six or less, oh my god! Yeah, the Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah. the Noah's Ark encounter.
2: Ah, do they have any yes. rides there? <laughs>
4: I I think it's just like the giant boat, but <laughs> it looks funny as fuck.
2: Yeah, that does look fun. Ken Ham Creationist Museum still a thing? Oh, I said Ken Bone. <laughs> oh, Ken
1: Bone. <laughs> I, I was Ken, thinking Ken, Ken Ham Bone. <laughs> Ken Ham Bone.
3: <laughs> Justin, if
0: you if you want to go to Colab World, I think you gotta clean up your act and uh, <laughs> live a live a Mormon lifestyle,
4: and yeah, then you can go.
2: I, I gotta cut out the caffeine. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I think when I'm looking up all the unregulated places have lots of water parks, which those are more dangerous in general. Our all of our water parks are regulated under the like aquatic the the pool. Yeah. Under mm-hmm. oversight by the Iowa Department of Public Health, which is kind of interesting for some place like Adventureland, where they have both. Yeah, I wonder if it if it leads to gaps or overlaps or what. It, you know, well, I know mm-hmm. for sure
1: that yeah, like part of that regulation is that you have to have people on staff have, who have CPR training, obviously. But mm. I think it doesn't apply to. I think it applies to the waterland section of Adventureland, but there's water rides like the Raging River outside of the water park section at adventureland and those i know for sure at least the raging river didn't have any cpr train
2: employees oh which is
1: insane i mean
4: what the fuck
2: yeah shockingly the yeah the most lethal ride is the raging river yeah
1: it's never gonna run again i know yeah i think they're uh, probably <laughs> tear it down
2: <laughs> probably done with that one
0: I was going to ask if it's uh, currently operating. So. No, no,
1: no, they told them to shut it. Both, I think, their insurance company and the Iowa Labor, whatever. Yeah, people told them to shut it down. Oh
0: God! If you go to the Adventureland website to look up the rides on the hero like image of the website, it says "Scream your head
3: off." No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, oh
0: God. <laughs> uh. And uh, I can report right now that, um, let's see here, Raging River is still listed on the website.
3: <laughs> you will get wet,
0: yet. possibly soaked, on this <laughs> River Rapids ride. A great way to cool off with the whole family.
1: You will wait in line for at least one hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why was
4: the line so long? Uh,
1: it's popular ride, I guess. I don't
2: I know. I think the perception is that it's like anyone can go on that ride, like like, yeah, it's like Ashley has gone onto that ride because it's not like scary. It's not like a roller coaster yeah. where it's gonna be Yeah. Death and and defying. your whole group can go together for the most mm-hmm. part. It's like six seats or something. Yeah.
0: You only have to be thirty six inches tall to go on it. Right. Did you know so I'm just kind of looking over some of the rides. It's been a minute since I've been to Adventureland and they have um something called Infant Ocean.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's been that's one of my favorites. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. But that's been there forever.
0: <laughs> the minimum height requirement is zero inches. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
0: they they do have a height uh, maximum, which is 54 inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: pretty
2: generous. <laughs> well, Evan mentioned this earlier, that uh, the Krantz family have been big GOP donors. And I did pull this up to talk about it a little bit. Ryan Foley for the AP wrote this piece, Iowa Amusement Park became a political force before accident. So he wrote this in reaction to what happened at the Raging River last weekend. Uh, Adventureland Park CEO Michael Krantz has donated $175,000 to county, state, and federal Republican candidates since 2014.
4: Damn.
2: Yeah, one of the state's largest GOP donors.
0: Is this the same guy who is? Uh, he's he became the CEO at like twenty seven or something.
2: I think so. I think yeah. he's the son of the guy who started the park.
1: Yeah, I believe so. He's like in his like mid thirties or early thirties. I yeah, think
2: he's, he's thirty six now, and he's oh, been yeah. the CEO since twenty thirteen. So yeah, he was like twenty eight when he started being the CEO. Yes, their late father, Des Moines businessman Jack Krantz, built the park in suburban Altoona in the nineteen seventies. The park has over 100 rides, shows, and attractions.
4: (laughs) 100 minus one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The park also has increased its lobbying at the Iowa legislature, including for a recent law change allowing 16 and 17-year-olds to operate its rides. The park's political impact has overlapped with several incidents in which workers or guests were injured, leading to regulatory fines and lawsuits. Uh, Yeah, Ryan Foley in referencing the accident that happened he refers to it as a crisis that could devastate his family owned park's reputation and finances <laughs> and I'm skeptical <laughs> that this will yeah. really devastate the park
0: what a yeah, um, like- really empathetic <clears throat> <Ryan! laughs>
2: they're, they're
1: still <laughs> packed I'm sure I mean it, it'll make a dent I'm sure but I don't think it'll force him to sell or,
4: or close, or close anything, it down yeah. or
1: anything yeah yeah, no.
4: But it's still, like, centering himself and his money.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah.
4: <laughs> this could
1: it's devastate my deal.
4: business. Much like a family losing
0: two <laughs> members of...
2: Their family? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, to be fair, this is what Ryan Foley wrote. It's not uh, from the CEO himself. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a
0: direct quote. I was <laughs> no, like, no, no, damn. No. <laughs> this,
2: that's how Foley is uh, talking about the accident.
0: I see. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs>
2: uh coronavirus restrictions shortened adventure lands 2020 season by a month
1: <laughs> that was another thing is they opened during coronavirus and apparently a bunch of people came from all over the country and they're like this is the only park we can go to where their like, mask regulations are so lax they don't really give a shit it's like oh it's up to you do you want to wear a mask or not
2: When you go
4: to the website, the pop-up is, like, in bold, we don't require masks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, fuck.
2: They're so excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then the derecho damaged uh, some of their trees, as well as the gondolas on its Ferris wheel. So it's been a tough year for them, too, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They received $7.1 million in Paycheck Protection Program loans. Damn. (laughs) I'm sure... I'm sure the the employees saw all of that money.
0: Yeah, who gets that? Who are like? I am curious about for something like that. Would that be like the full time? Like what? What are their? What's their like full time staff ratio to the like part time seasonal Uh-oh. employees?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's got to be mostly seasonal. Like almost everybody, mm-hmm. I would assume.
1: Uh, yeah, by far. I, I bet they would have like a hundred or less probably full time employees.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm the and employment page has like a, a banner that's just adults and old people and it's like we know who the fuck works there <laughs> <laughs> it's 16 year olds you just don't want to show them as like
2: <laughs> yeah well there are some old people that work there such as the one that mm-hmm. was killed on the raging river right a few years yeah ago. like i said the rv uh
1: crew right, right yeah. I remember there's a youtube there's some younger guy who decided to do it one year and he like had a little vlog or whatever it's
0: called the um um, they call it their work camper program yeah
1: yeah <laughs> they give you hmm. a big discount for keeping yeah. your rv
2: parked there <laughs> the i saw camp.
0: nomadland this is fucking bleak <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: yeah it's it's
2: yeah pretty creepy mm-hmm. uh yeah so the they've been lobbying to or i think this law actually did pass where 16 and 17 year olds can operate rides it used to be yes it did minimum 18 Adventureland attorney Guy Cook said the law had no bearing on Saturday's accident because adults were operating the Raging River. (laughs) Uh, Still, its passage reflected Adventureland's clout. They're clout chasing. Very clouted. Another uh, word for uh, lobbying is clout chasing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sponsors included Senator Zach Nunn and Representative Brian Lowe's, whose districts include Adventureland and who received donations from Krantz last fall. (laughs) Here's a quote from Zach Nunn. I support Adventureland because it's a major jobs provider and entertainment center for the state of Iowa. Uh, He worked there as a teenager. So another conflict of interest. (laughs) like any business that provides value to our citizens they're going to have a voice at the table interesting uh you guys want to take a guess at which uh state senator is listed here as opposing this uh law change who is the spokesman for keeping the minimum ride operator age at 18
1: um not sure rob hog 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 me. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> oh, we always call him Rob Hogg in my Rob family Hogg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rob Hog, Rob blah blah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Democratic Senator Nate Bolton opposed uh. the change <laughs>
3: uh,
2: <laughs> uh, arguing it would increase risks by allowing minors with poorer judgment to operate dangerous machinery <laughs>
0: he just wants to make sure that if he hits on the ride operator that they're legal
4: (laughs) (laughs) he's just really concerned for the safety of teens Um, (laughs) he's just really passionate about teens
2: people might uh exercise poor judgment this is something that only teenagers fall victim to poor judgment
1: (laughs) yeah i mean uh 16 and 17 year olds should be able to operate an amusement park ride if they have like fucking training and like Mm yeah an actual you know job instead of just like stand around and press the button
2: (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it right you just make sure nobody is like gonna fall out and then you press a button yeah (laughs) i've never done this job but Uh, Bolton, a lawyer who specializes in worker safety.
0: And frauderism.
2: (laughs) I've heard stories about him uh, being a lawyer. Mm. Uh, He said Adventureland has seen a pattern of serious injuries to workers and to customers, yet they lobbied to weaken safety protections. Of course they do. Mm -hmm. Seven lobbyists represented Adventureland this session, including Jake Ketzner, Reynolds' former chief of staff. (laughs) That's pretty funny. It's all just, you know, revolving door shit.
4: Mm -hmm. Awful. Uh,
2: Cook, that's the park's attorney. I think, yeah, Guy Cook said, safety is the bedrock of park operations. (laughs) Noting the death is the first of a customer on a ride in its 47-year history.
4: (laughs) It's interesting you refer to them as customers, considering this is not a consumer product.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do they talk their way around that?
4: Because you can't buy an amusement park for your house. So
2: So when you go to like a movie theater and you buy a ticket to see a movie, you're not a customer of the movie theater? What are you? <laughs> you're paying to enter the park. What are you, a park patron? Is that somehow <laughs> different from a customer?
4: I guess. <laughs>
2: Uh, The the family who suffered this accident, they have retained attorney named Ryan Best, who says Adventureland failed to protect the family and respond quickly to the accident. Yeah, we've gone over that a bit. I think that's what's really going to hurt them is how badly the emergency response uh, happened. One kid, of course, has died and the other has emerged from a medically induced coma, but remains heavily sedated and can't talk or see. So this is pretty oh. intense.
0: Oh my God.
2: And we end the article. This is a pretty he- heavy uh, conclusion. This is going to be a major problem for Adventureland, Nate Bolton said. This ride had issues.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I really don't <laughs> think so. I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a very sobering conclusion. What, a, what an impactful last sentence from <laughs> Nate Bolton. <laughs> this
4: ride has issues.
2: <laughs> this ride had issues. Yeah.
4: Do you have a subscription to the Raging River? Because it's got issues.
2: (laughs) 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 Wow. Yeah, I mean, the shitty thing is that, you know, with Adventureland making the news like this, it's got me thinking, shit, I haven't been to Adventureland in a while. Yeah. I don't want to admit it, but this is probably going to drum up a little bit of business for them.
1: Yeah, like I said, I heard it's been packed. I would like to go to an amusement park other than Adventureland, <laughs> maybe this year. <laughs>
2: yeah, will this be the summer where you go to Center Point or what is that place called Cedar, Cedar Point? Cedar Point. Yeah, there's yeah.
1: a couple I, I want to go to Silver Dollar City in Branson uh, also. Uh it's like all like themed like old like like 1800s mm. which is interesting cuz it's in Missouri
2: <laughs> but
4: <laughs> I know someone who played a train robber on there, in there every summer which is funny wow. to me <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah well Missouri's got like they've got like a Mark Twain thing. Yeah. yeah. So they they try to theme. Yeah, they do that old-timey theme with that I think stuff. That's where
0: the Pony Express started too.
2: Well shit, we talked about amusement parks for almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just move on to the next topic. <laughs> Disinformation. The the gravest threat to American democracy. <laughs> uh, you guys hear the news about Iowa Starting Line? This was a couple weeks ago. Starting a lineup for the football team? <laughs> no, our favorite website. Oh, okay. iowastartingline.com. Your home for Iowa politics. Uh, run by pat reinard i don't think we've talked about them very much on our podcast but what do you guys know about iowa starting line what's your impression of this website
1: i know whenever i see pat reinard's name on twitter i think party nard <laughs> and i think that's like a really cool like it was some guy named like bernard who's like in a college dorm <laughs> <20 I> mean, <laughs> his nickname party nard they're a liberal blog i mean they're yeah yeah iowa democrat boosters i mean
2: right and they seem don't have much uh, of an opinion really yeah iowa liberal blog a little bit more focused on like horse race kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well they are pivoting they have a new mission iowa starting lines new mission new network to combat disinformation (laughs) so they're we got our own snopes now basically If it feels like some of your relatives and neighbors are living in a different reality than you these days because of how they consume information online, it's because they essentially are. And these are the words of uh, Party (laughs) Nart. We've all witnessed how the struggles of the local news industry have coincided with the rise of disinformation (laughs) online, the rapid spread of dangerous conspiracy theories, and the growth of far-right echo chambers.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, I'm not sure this is going
2: to make any sort of impact on that, but right, I'm unconvinced that anyone like is really them? equipped to combat this. It's
1: not it's not the lack of information.
2: <laughs> There's too much information if anything. Yeah, it's an all this Huxley dystopia.
0: Well, maybe if people just bought print newspapers, <laughs> all of this all these problems would just go away.
1: Yeah, we just need to get people all addicted to the exact same bubble. (laughs) You know? We just need... Yeah, it's a big tent. We need everyone in the big tent together with the exact (laughs) same ideology.
2: (laughs) There are a few other places in the country where the damage from these trends on democracy have been more apparent in recent years than Iowa. I don't know about that. Do you think we're, like, uniquely... Uh, subject to the rise of disinformation <laughs> compared to other states?
3: No. Yeah, nothing really not jumps
2: really,
1: to mind. No. Other than yeah. maybe they're saying, oh, all these rural people need to start thinking right. <laughs> is that what they're saying?
0: <laughs> That's definitely the reason that the state's been increasingly red. It's definitely not because the Democratic Party is doing <laughs> a shitty job. It has to be because of disinformation. They're just dumb.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. not even dumb. They're just reading the wrong news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've seen it in our elections, in the way state policy now gets decided. There's a link there that I'm not going to click, so we'll just imagine what he's referring to. And in how people treat each other at the grocery store. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Masks, maybe? <laughs> I
1: suppose, yeah. That's been a big contention at grocery stores, but, you know, other than that, uh, I'm not sure how. Which grocery store demeanor hasn't much bearing on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we even saw it play out in the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. It was sadly a surprise to almost no one in Iowa that the man infamously seen chasing Officer Goodman through the halls outside the Senate was from Des Moines. That guy exists
1: in every fucking state in yeah. this country. Yeah.
2: Give me a break. <laughs> that wasn't my first assumption. I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't like shocked to find out he was from Des Moines, yeah. but it's not like I, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, the um, you guys didn't watch the the coverage and like, oh, that that's a Des Moines guy, that's a quirky yeah. guy.
2: I recognized his accent. Oh yeah, everyone who's into QAnon is yeah. from.
1: Iowa his QAnon (laughs) t-shirt gave it away
2: and the the way that he wrote that paragraph um, sort of reveals the kind of audience that's being targeted here just referring to Mm. the man infamously seen chasing officer Goodman Officer. Who the fuck is Officer Goodman? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just the assumption that you're only writing for people who are totally obsessed with the January sixth insurrection and know all of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> mm, maybe not a bad assumption given no, the no audience. Yeah. 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 But that's yeah, that's just who's reading this. Officer Goodman was the the cop who like led the crowd away from the Senate chamber mm, or some shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a liberal superhero now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> he turned the uh, the tide of liberal public opinion in favor of the cops, in favor again. of the police.
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: champion. We all love them. Social media platforms and algorithms have warped the way Iowans get their news, replacing local reporting with national, hyperpartisan sites and memes that rely on driving anger, resentment, and controversy.
4: <laughs> yeah, because KCRG doesn't do that,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, or I I mean... was
4: Starting Line. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, local reporting is going in the same direction as everything else. I I don't know that it's, is it like driven by social media and memes? (laughs) Are the memes (laughs) pushing local news to be more shitty? Or is it like, who owns the local news?
1: Yeah, it's what screens people are paying attention to and the amount of money that the media companies are uh, making and all of that.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Every single year it gets worse and worse with the consequences getting all the more dire. So, who's going to do something about it? And this is when the epic news music starts and you see you see all of their new hires walking in slow motion towards the camera. <laughs> The Iowa Starting Line team is very excited to announce that we are joining Courier Newsroom, a national network of local outlets that are taking on this exact problem. So, Now, are uh, they partisan, though? <laughs> right, <laughs> are right. they a partisan national outlet or not? What was it like 30 words ago? You said that uh, replacing local <laughs> reporting with national websites is a bad thing. Uh, Courier Newsroom was founded to combat the impact of disinformation by countering it with local news that builds a more informed and engaged electorate <sighs> well I mean I I think that these people consuming all this disinformation are engaged a lot of the time it doesn't drive them out of engagement Yeah, it depends I mean <laughs> I, I just I don't know that uh, you know uh, building a more engaged electorate is necessarily a good or bad thing from this perspective.
1: Yeah, I think the bigger point is that it's not... This is not... Like, people are engaged for reasons that have little to do with, like, partisan stuff. Like, we're the people who are engaged right now. <laughs> the, like, Democrats are... Or, you know, like, the more standard liberal people are the people who disengage, you know? Yes. I don't know.
2: Right, and they're talking about um all these, like, the hyper shit. Like, the memes are just... They're just designed to make people angry, and I would think that that would be more motivating to have somebody be engaged than this like fact-checking kind of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they're more. It's more that they're shaping the anger that's already exists due to horrible memes. conditions in this country for like mm-hmm. a huge portion of the
2: population. Right. It's yeah. It's not creating the anger.
1: Yeah. That guess what? Both political parties have <laughs> greatly contributed to. You're losing, like, it's just like there's a big vacuum that's being filled with this shit, and it's because, like, authority or, like, what people think of as being, like, the authoritative ideas and opinions are, like, no longer that. It's just, like, a big fractured media landscape now, where everyone's competing for screen time. Yeah.
0: There's way more consumer choice. (laughs) Capitalism works.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's so... It's hard to, like, analyze this because it's so, like, it's just a million things happening at once and you can't actually observe everything. Yeah.
1: Well, that's my whole thing is, like, it's just so short-term thinking again. Like, that's the Mm -hmm. whole thing with, like, my biggest complaint with progressive liberal shit. It's just, like, they're so focused on defeating Kim Reynolds or fighting back disinformation (laughs) because they see that QAnon is a problem and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you're not addressing why this is a problem to begin with you're reacting to something that makes you uncomfortable instead (laughs) of understanding why, where these people are coming from, why they're pissed off about like elite institutions and all this. Anyway.
2: Yes, yes. So here Pat is going to tell us who their audience is for their new mission. The goal will be to get fact-based information about Iowa news, politics, and government in front of the type of Iowans who don't subscribe to their local newspaper or watch the evening news delivering it to them in the places where they spend their time, online. We're going
1: to buy <laughs> Facebook ads.
2: <laughs> so, this is heck. <laughs> <egg. laughs>
1: I'm going to click on the top right corner, and I'm going to say hide ad.
0: <laughs> We're targeting the people who do not know how to install ad blocker on their browser <laughs> of <preference>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We will attempt to regularly pierce these social media bubbles that many Iowans find themselves trapped in these days. I'm not trapped in my bubble. I chose my bubble. You know? <laughs> That's I'm, right. I
4: made it very deliberately, and I love my bubble. Yeah, I, yeah. I
2: curated this bubble. <laughs> I wasn't lured in and trapped.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All I can picture is like a, like a box with like a Mountain Dew can and like the box is like propped up with a stick and then you like, you went in there and someone pulled a string and trapped.
2: Oh God, all I see are memes. <laughs> Where's the real news? Yeah. I'm suffering. I'm disengaging. <laughs> <laughs> This is really funny. We all know that kind of Iowan. A server <laughs> in a rural restaurant where Fox News is on the TV 24 7, working her second job. Two cash cash-strapped to afford monthly subscriptions to local news outlets. Oh
3: my <laughs> <goodness>. fucking
4: God. <laughs> Which are all owned by the same media conglomerate.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what's like, really gonna help Democrats' chances is this yeah. lady reads a newspaper. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, what the what the fuck? When is she gonna have I, I don't understand this too? Like oh we they are gonna have like a digital we're gonna reach them digitally, but This is someone who watches TV to get their news? Right, yeah, that's a
2: weird pivot. At at work, though. (laughs) It's just the TV that's on at work, working her second job. So yeah, she's spending a lot of time uh, catching up on the news on her phone, on her fucking (laughs) smoke breaks. Yeah, yeah, for real.
0: (laughs) Fucking condescending, too. Like, you can just tell, like, what... Like we have to come in and save the the working class from mm-hmm. disinformation because they're mm-hmm. not discerning yeah. enough or yeah, it's, off.
1: it's like completely disregarding people's ability to interpret media critically like at all, and that's yeah. definitely not what they're like. They don't want people to think critically about <laughs> about it they just want to be an alternative to the other noise yeah
0: you could just picture too, like the liberal reading it who reads Iowa's starting line and just like patting themselves on the back for like <laughs> for this kind of initiative oh
2: <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> earlier this morning I, I retweeted the iowa city press citizen who uh, published an article about a, a some sort of like you get a free thing at (laughs) 7-Eleven. Just just like uh, speaking to how important uh, local news outlets are around here. Just doing an an ad for 7-Eleven, which doesn't exist in Iowa at all. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, fuck. It's sad what happened to the press citizen, man. Do you guys... I, I think I sent you a screenshot of the... I get... They seem to they're paying for advertising on, on Facebook. And I see their, this ad they put up, I feel like every other day where, do you remember maybe it was sometime over this summer, there was a competition to like a Josh contest where all the Joshes (laughs) assembled in the Midwest with, and like beat each other with pool noodles to figure out who (laughs) was like the ultimate Josh. This was in uh,
2: Lincoln, Nebraska, I believe.
0: Yeah, I know, but it was just like such a, a, like a, a blip on the a silly news story mm-hmm. um, in a, that went through a, a week of news cycle. <laughs> well, just a little the, Reddit thing. Yeah. And so I'm sure they talked about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. But <laughs> pres, <laughs> the Press Citizen is having this ad run for months now where <laughs> it's like a picture of just pool noodles and then it says like whatever deal to subscribe – no joshin and it's just like (laughs) oh my
3: goodness
0: (laughs) the people who are aware of that story and are gonna think that's funny like i just don't understand why you would have that be your ad for months like every time i see it i have to like remind remind myself well now it just makes me mad so i do remember (laughs) but like every time i see it i'm just like why why is this your advertising campaign who came up with this
2: yeah i remember when you showed that to us did you even get the reference at that time I
4: didn't get it
2: (laughs) yeah that reminds me
1: reading like the Axios Des Moines newsletter which is (laughs) not great and done some pretty bad police reporting and reporting on the uh, Des Moines City Council meetings Um, but all almost all of the ads that I've seen on there are repetitive and they're Mm -hmm. like one PR efforts for Facebook to try to reform its image or whatever it's like some shit about how like Facebook is trying to change face or whatever uh, Facebook, Facebook, anyway. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is like Bitcoin shit. It's all Bitcoin shit, which is like, really? yeah, pretty fucking depressing.
0: Um, I just recently, this is unrelated, just a tangent about ads at this point, but I recently switched. I, I was using my, my brother's Hulu account and I got my own. And you have to like enter your personal information and your gender. And as soon as I did that, I started getting like Summer's Eve ads like the the vaginal wash (laughs) (laughs)
3: like when I
0: watched those they used to be like car commercials you know I was just like this is it was interesting to see that (laughs) (laughs) oh she's she's a girl she must have a stinky pussy let's get those those ads going
2: (laughs) yeah well it's it's a lot like um like this woman who works at the diner it's like She's so busy working her second job, she doesn't even think about the news. And with you, it's like your vagina is such a health hazard and problem for <laughs> you. You don't even want to think about like consumer vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> they have to target, you know, the yeah. people that they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be ultra
1: specific. <laughs> I get hair loss ads, which. Yeah, it's
2: becoming a problem, but
1: <laughs> they might have me pegged. But. Yeah, it's looking
2: through your your phone camera at your head. Yeah, because I don't because I don't get that. Oh, I get the earwax removal ones too. Those are nasty. Whoa. It's like people sticking like with, like a sticking
1: a big like scalpel in their ear and pulling out like a huge like oh, shit. wax. Burger. Oh, I want that. All I
4: got is the like underwear. Axe.
1: Those are also dangerous. Like you don't stick shit in your ears. Go to a doctor. They suck it out. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've had my ears irrigated a few times at the doctor's office. It's a pretty crazy experience. Yeah,
0: did it help? Did it improve your hearing?
2: It did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I need to do that. I have noticed. uh... Oh God, did I tell you guys about? um... So my dad, you know, he's a musician and he's worked. He worked in a really noisy shop repairing instruments for many years, Mm -hmm. and so his hearing's pretty poor at this point. Uh, he's when he, he had to get hearing aids, and he was like, "I can't see anymore. I can't hear. I could never smell." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" But anyway, so <laughs> he's, he's like sixty-five, and he's falling apart. But anyway, so he got these hearing aids, and uh, they're super high-tech. They're they are like really fancy. He can play Spotify through them if he wants. Like, Whoa, they connect to nice. his phone. They're like they're super slick. And they work really well. So, like, the other day, he was driving, uh, my mom and my brother were in the car, and uh, he suddenly, like, pulls over on the side of the road, and my mom and brother are like, what, what's going on? And then, like, ten minutes later, an ambulance drove
3: by. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he'd, he'd, like, he has, like, super human hearing now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh yeah so back to the the diner <laughs> yeah. woman who's who's too stupid to know the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right so she's too cash strapped to afford monthly subscriptions to local news outlets. Otherwise she definitely would be paying for <laughs> the newspaper. <number>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's surrounded most of her day by conservative friends, coworkers, family members, and an echo chamber on Facebook. She may have been raised with values of compassion and community, but her social media feeds are filled with messages that run counter to all that.
0: This definitely reads like as like a marketing persona. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah, some yeah. agency came up with this. Probably, you know. Oh, um, this is the well, product Island.
1: Well, have we, there's a twist. Well, not twist, but you know who's behind this, don't you? <laughs> It's the acronym people, the same people who oh, made shit. the uh, Iowa <laughs> the caucus app.
3: Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh,
1: Tara. What's her name? Oh, shit. I don't remember her name, but she's like a big Democratic strategist lady who is very deep into the digital realm. And this, uh, yeah, this.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's what uh, is it? Tara McGowan.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: Same people behind the acronym. Uh, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, the shadow app, the shadow app. <laughs> I actually forgot that connection because obviously they don't get into that here. <laughs> yeah, and this, uh, yeah. yeah, this what was it? Cour- courier newsroom or something? Uh, co- yeah, courier newsroom.
1: Yeah, they've already been criticized for like pumping like DCC, DCCC centrist Ripple candidates, <laughs> and like mm. yeah, trying to starve out attention to like
2: more socialist politicians. Nice. Well, that's uh, that's hyper-partisan. You know? Yeah, that's
1: the thing. <laughs> it's like you're fighting fire with fire. <laughs> and maybe that's not the best thing right now. That's
0: really interesting, Evan, to know that connection. That makes sense. And it's, it's uh, fucked
3: up.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, because I did yeah. not. Uh, in our estimation, this is the biggest problem in Iowa politics today. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Just come on. And I, to, I mean, Evan, you were getting into this earlier, but I think they have like the causation kind of flipped here. Yeah. <laughs> Where like the echo chamber and all the horrible shit that's happening in people's social media feeds and all of that like anti compassion, anti community shit, that's a result of like the communities all being dissolved intentionally <laughs> by our politics. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a result of policy that has just disintegrated all of the relationships we have with each other and all the compassion that we would feel for each other's well-being <laughs> it's all been ground to dust by just like how anti-labor everything has been for the past you know hundred years i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm gonna blame the past entire century <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our democracy cannot survive if so much of the electorate is constantly surrounded by a deluge of lies, disinformation, and conspiracy theories designed to divide us or to make a quick profit for those peddling it. Until we come up with ways to fix this, anything else, be it new policy proposals, messaging efforts, or local organizing, will all run into the same roadblock. Many Iowans just won't see it. <laughs> but how are they gonna it, see it's, what it's, you're it's, doing no <laughs> yeah. they, they
1: see this stuff and it's like it's super slick it's like way too like buzzwordy it's like it comes yeah. across as very insincere people can not, tell not when this they're being necessarily but
0: they can tell when they're being like condescended to as well right like
1: <laughs> and they don't trust the thing is they don't trust democrat politicians any more than they trust republican politicians Mhm-hmm, that's like the problem. <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah,
0: and for good reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, the source is untrustworthy, so it's going to be dismissed. Yeah, and but it all comes back to material conditions. And they even
1: say that basically with the lady with the working working mm. as a server.
2: right. And, and of course, you know, the reason that she's surrounded by all of this right wing propaganda is because of all the money behind it that puts it out there into her workplace, into her social media feeds. yeah it's all about material conditions because all the money is behind this other shit Mm -hmm. so the basically they're focusing their efforts on social media now (laughs) although it's always been an online publication so i don't know how different that is
1: instead of yeah instead of talking about election horse race stuff they're just gonna do a bunch of web Web uh slick web graphics and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, they'll give you us know. some infographics. Infographics, <laughs> yeah.
3: Sick.
2: We all love Vox, don't we?
1: <laughs> we, <Exactly. laughs> we love vox.
2: Exactly. Let me read this uh segment here. You'll see far more explainer pieces, <laughs> some misinformation debunkers, and more pieces that connect how federal and state policies are impacting real people in a specific local community. Well that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't, like, bad content, like, you should be writing about this stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. to, to frame it as explainer pieces and misinformation debunkers, like, that's just <laughs> gonna get thrown out immediately by anyone who doesn't already, like, see things the same way as you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually contributing to the problem, I would say. I mean, I don't know. It's not gonna, obviously, it's not gonna change anything as far as disinformation <laughs> or whatever. It, it's just, uh, a news organization making a pivot but then also like yeah the whole thing is that the company behind it is very much connected with yeah dnc right I yeah. mean and they are they can't obviously really get around that
2: they're going to obfuscate that information as much as they can so that this shit that they're writing to appear like completely objective and fact-based isn't tainted by <laughs> who's paying right. for it which just makes it more shady and less trustworthy but they did uh hire ty rushing Uh, to work as their new editor and he seems like a great guy so congrats to him on his new job (laughs) (laughs) oh no are we being mean again (laughs) i don't think we're being super mean
1: (laughs) it's like it's fine it's just it's like the super high-minded like stuff is just like it's over the top like you're not again this is like it's not going to change the information that people like it's the problem is not that there's a lack of actual information that's that's really not the problem it's it's out there
4: the problem is that people correctly don't make a connection between those things and the reasons their lives are shit and that something might be mm-hmm. possibly improved
2: right and they're just simply isn't an objective reality anymore.
1: (laughs) That's, yeah,
2: that's
1: (laughs) kind of what I was going to say. Is like the media that is available, like, should be more, not more partisan, but it should have more of an actual perspective. Ideology. That's, like, stated instead of just, like, this mushiness where it's, like, you know you know it's all going to be skewed towards business interests yeah mm-hmm. yeah like you just know that
4: and like the f- veneer of impartiality is an ideology in itself
1: yeah yeah how many times do you scroll upon an article on a news site and you find out it's an ad after the fact
2: <laughs> <laughs> sponsored content
1: yeah so all of this is like very real problems but it's just like all of the solutions are it's just obviously this isn't it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier like the fracturing of all of this, like how people receive information and like the media sources. And I I guess the way that I think about that is like there used to be this like consensus consensus reality like reinforced by uh
1: three network news companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> like huge uh media sources. And that's been not like democratized like makes it sound like it's a really good thing Mm -hmm. but it's more just like the the way people get their news has spread out it's less less of a consensus it's broken up more decentralized Mm decentralized is is a good word for it yeah and there's a lot of bad to that in that people are Uh. just consuming (laughs) just insane Mm -hmm. like alex jones bullshit but there's also like the way it was before where it seemed like everybody agreed on what was true and what was real also wasn't good
1: communism (laughs) bad no exceptions yeah yeah
2: exactly like it's all cold war bullshit yeah
1: that's what it Mm -hmm. is too it's like people want to go back to a time where it was things made more sense it was easier the narratives were cleaner and it's just like that's you're putting spaghetti back in (laughs) however you want to say spaghetti
4: back into
1: the tube worms (laughs) back in the tube
4: Toothpaste back into the tube. <laughs> toothpaste,
1: worms and can, you know.
2: You're putting uh, toothpaste through the strainer. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I do think, like, it is a loss that a lot of local publications have had to shut down, like, local newspapers. And because, like, you know, journalists, obviously, it's a myth to say that they have, are unbiased or whatever, but yeah. at the same time, like they were professionally trained, hopefully to uh, be presenting information in hopefully a more responsible way. And then like the decentralized content producers or, you know, anyone can start a podcast. We're definitely <laughs> yeah. like the people, the people who really resonate or are successful are, of course, going to be people who, you know, say the most extreme thing or like people right. like Alex Sensationalized. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because that's just more entertaining. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and actually, yeah, we were talking about decentralization. But when when you bring up again, the death of like local newsrooms, there's also like a consolidation happening. In like mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know legitimate news, it's all be- getting bought up by like Gannett and you know yes.
4: Sinclair. Yeah. Sinclair, yeah Sinclair,
2: yeah. All who have
1: political agendas that are not mm-hmm. particularly hard to discern if you're critical mm-hmm. or you're hyper consumers like us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what we're saying is go to patreon.com/slash. <laughs> Uh, support your local journalism,
2: <laughs> yeah, we never lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't just pull stuff out of our asses
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> right any time, okay, we have an agenda, it's true, <laughs> yeah, but we're also very open about that. It's all you know we wear it on our sleeves, and usually, if I say something like completely wrong, I try to correct it later, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we don't we don't have those journalistic standards, which is possibly a negative. But it also means you know, you know, certain people are afforded the luxury of just shooting from the hip, and sometimes that's what you need to hear.
0: <laughs> like KCRG, we never claim to be perfect. That's
2: it, exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's
1: a lot more fun that way. Yeah, yeah.
0: we're not here to make friends. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's a good place to end today's episode. You know, all the disintegration of media that we've been talking about, we are actually the beneficiaries of that.
4: (laughs) You can single-handedly solve the problem by giving us money.
2: Yep, that's right. (laughs) The the more money we receive, the more explainers and debunkers we can produce.
0: And the more porn and cigarettes we can
2: purchase. (laughs) Well. I don't think we introduced ourselves at the beginning of the show. So, uh I'm Justin. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we doing this? Well, no, I just wanted to say thank you to Natalie Evan and Stella for being oh. on this episode today.
1: <laughs>
2: well, thank you, Justin. Yeah, it was a thank pleasure. You, As usual. Yeah, we didn't get to uh that super fun uh mental health article, but maybe we can oh, talk fuck. about that later.
1: <laughs> no, nah, oh, we got to we'll talk about it. that later. Uh well, Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll we'll see about it. Yeah, we'll see.
2: It is interesting. It it provides uh, an interesting point of view to discuss, I think.
1: Yeah, one could say interesting. I would say maybe delusional, but... I'm interested in delusions.
2: Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too <usually> exclusive. <laughs> okay, well, that'll do it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good time. Uh, probably don't go to Adventureland anytime soon. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think they deserve your money. <laughs>
1: But the monster is so fun. It's so good. <laughs> Fucking they have a new one too that I want to go on. Yeah, they've Yeah, they've had two new ones since I went there. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I do just want to observe Infant Ocean. Just <laughs> <laughs> That
1: sounds creepy. <laughs>
0: Like in a, just in a, you know, uh,
1: sociological way. It's soothing. I mean, it's designed to be soothing. (laughs) It's a very shady part of the uh, park, I believe, too. So,
0: Natalie, is there, if people are planning their vacations while listening to this episode, is there a state that you think um, has the best safety for um, amusement parks? New York State. New York State. Mm-hmm. Go to that adventure land <laughs> Yeah
2: they have one They have an adventure land Of their own So yeah. California like yeah, I think also
1: is like Really strict Has more Well they have more parks Than any place So mm-hmm.
4: And they don't They don't have exemptions For big parks So California or New York
2: Good advice Alright so we'll see you all In California <laughs> Goodbye
3: <laughs> Come on
2: The Sidewinder, new for 2004, thrill to every twist and turn of this great new ride as you soar 60 feet high into the sky. Capture the thrill of the Sidewinder and all the other rides, shows, and attractions at Adventureland in Des Moines, Iowa.
4: It's fun you'll never forget.
3: Come on over to it.